0: The Cincinnati Bengals players are back at Paul Brown Stadium for the offseason program, which means we heard from Zach Taylor. And on the same day, Jalen Hurt signed a five-year extension with the Eagles. What impact does that have on Joe Burrow? We'll dive into all that on today's episode.
1: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: But Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on On Bengals, covering your team every day. You can subscribe to the show on YouTube. You can follow anywhere you get your podcasts. You can join the First Listen Club and become an everydayer. In case you want to be an everydayer, like I said on yesterday's show, great week to be part of that club. We're going to have Brian Callahan on the show. We're going to talk to him on Wednesday, so you'll see that on Wednesday night. And outside of that, we're going into the draft. One of the best times to be a football fan outside of playoff runs. And one of our favorite times of year, especially in the offseason. We'll get to some of that later. Today, the players back in Paul Brown Stadium and a Jalen Hurts deal sets a, a reality to the floor that I think we probably already knew was kind of the floor for Joe Burrow. He gets the... Biggest per year deal in NFL history, five years, $255 million. It has some incentives to get that number a little bit higher. It's $51 million per year for Jalen Hurts on a five-year extension. There are $110 million fully guaranteed at signing, $126.5 million of full guarantees before year two, according to Ian Rapoport. Big payday for Jalen Hurts, another quarterback to recently go to the Super Bowl like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going to get paid more. The Eagles got to the finish line first. This is something that we had talked about in terms of, will the Bengals get it done first? And it kind of makes sense that they didn't, to be honest. But now we have, again, an- another deal that isn't like Deshaun Watson's done for a quarterback here. Is the Bengals are working to get things done with Joe Burrow
2: and Joe Burrow probably isn't impacted much by the Deshaun Watson contract at all. It obviously changed the, the market the guarantees, whatever you want to say there. But I think that this does, this establishes the floor for what Burrow's going to get, but the floor was already established. Cause guess what? He wasn't signing a dang thing that was under 50 million per. And so now it's 51 and there's incentives to get it to 54. And really this doesn't, Do much for me as far as Burrow's contract, but I will tell you this. The clock is ticking a bit, Jake, because you know the deal that will impact it is Justin Herbert. is the other guy that is is compared to Burrow, and you still have some... You better believe Burrow sees that, and Herbert sees it. And so the next guy in this 2020 class to sign a long-term deal, the other one is going to want more than that. So if you're the Bengals and I know there's no rush and you you want to get the right deal and and negotiate the right way and all of those things, what if Herbert gets 57 million per? You could be looking at the the first 60 million quarterback, million dollar per year quarterback. And that that is not insane to me because I think it could happen very quickly if Jalen Hurts is worth 51 per. And with incentives can get to 54. You're telling me I'm not worth $6 million more than, than Jalen Hurts? And if I'm Joe Burrow, I would feel that way. And so I'm not saying that's exactly what's going to happen. But I also think you mentioned the reality aspect of it. I'm not so sure Joe Burrow is going to take this eight-year massive extension and, and go that route. You see that type of money. And if I'm the Bengals, I would try. I would try to push for as long as you can. But Hurts gets five. Maybe Burrow just wants four. Maybe he goes with five. But who can you imagine, as crazy as the money is now, can you imagine what it's going to be in 2028, 2029, when, when he could sign one more mega extension and make just a, a crap, crap ton of money, hopefully enough to, to buy Jake Lisko and James Rapine nice Porsches uh, you know, for, for covering him for so many years? I doubt that happens, but who knows? If he's making that much money, I wouldn't rule it out either.
0: That would be unprecedented stuff, right there. A few things would be unprecedented <laughs> in in what you just talked about. I think one, I think any idea that is going to take a long term deal was always somewhat far fetched and, and maybe hopeful, by, by by fans and and maybe hopeful is right. And maybe it still
2: happens. Hopeful is a good way to describe it. It could, yeah.
0: but you know, when when you talk to people like, you know, Brad Spielberger from PFF, who I've talked to, you know, I talked to throughout the off season about what he's aware of as far as contracts go he's like yeah man i'd be if i'm burrow i'm asking for four or five i'd be surprised if it's more than five i'd be surprised if it's more than four and so there's also a report today i I don't know if you saw that the the lamar jackson got offered you know 200 million guaranteed or a little bit less guaranteed maybe it's like 130 or 150 or something on a shorter deal so like we know that the ravens had offers out there for jackson that had a couple of different durations on them one of which was shorter wouldn't surprise me if that's the case for jackson the other thing uh that you mentioned was if herbert goes to 57 um i'd be shocked so so here's why i think it shouldn't and it shouldn't pop off that crazy like maybe a million or two million or maybe three million per year And, and incentives sure like maybe incentives push these numbers higher right but as far as the base numbers and we'll see what the incentives are maybe it's like all-pro year for Jalen Hurts earns him an extra $2 million a year or something like that, which is pretty hard to do, right? So if I'm Burrow, I'm looking at it and I'm definitely saying, like, yes, I should make more money than Jalen Hurts. I don't know if Herbert can make that claim quite as easily just because he hasn't had the playoff success. And whether or not that should matter, it does matter to NFL teams. And this is something that – you know, matter to the Bengals with Jesse Bates. Remember last year we talked about the, the Bengals' perspective of things was you're a good safety. You don't have the hardware. You don't have the all-pro. You don't have the Pro Bowl. It matters to NFL teams. That's all I'm saying. I'm not
2: saying it should or it shouldn't. Safety and quarterback is apples to Pluto.
0: It, it's just another example. I'm not saying Herbert won't get paid, and I'm not saying that he won't ask for more than Jalen Hurts, but both Hurts and Burrow have the recent – playoff success
2: and burrow's done it twice so if i'm you don't got to convince me but are the chargers going to go into to year four and say oh well we'll just exercise the fifth year option we have you under contract and and go that route like even the cardinals signed kyler murray Uh, i'm not saying that it gets uncomfortable if if you don't get a deal done this offseason for
0: both but but you're talking about six million dollars a year which would be a, a pretty crazy jump at the position just, just sure. like doesn't doesn't
2: really happen. So you would you'd be shocked? I, I wouldn't be if, if a quarterback yeah. let's say it's fifty-five then. I I would still be yeah.
0: I'd still be shocked. Like the the biggest jump in a single quarterback contract is like a couple three three million dollars, I think, is the biggest jump in any quarterback contract. It was like it was it was it was Russell Wilson too, which is insane. The Russell Wilson deal absolutely toxic for nfl owners they they hate it i'm sure
2: um but so chargers signed justin herbert to four-year 220 million dollar contract extension that sounds because that's all that is is 55 and so he would be under contract for the next six years
0: that that would be a bigger jump in money than we've seen and maybe maybe like by percentage it's the same i would have to do math so 3 million out of 46 versus 4 million out of out of 51 it's probably not too far apart as far as, as percentages, but I think Jalen Hurts has a, a lot of reasons that he got paid what he got paid. And, and Philly takes care of their own, as they will tell you over on Locked On Eagles. If I'm Joe Burrow, though, I have the opposite goal as the Bengals as far as when this deal gets done. I'm waiting for all the dust to settle, and I want to be the last quarterback to sign if I'm Joe Burrow, which from a negotiating perspective is not what you want. Probably if you're the Bengals,
2: it makes it tough. It makes it tough, right? Because it's, if you're, yeah, if you're the Bengals, you want to get it done and you want it to be long, long, long. If you're a borough short, makes sense. And you want to wait so you can maximize uh, that, that the length of that deal and get the most money. And it might not be four year extension. Maybe it's a five like mm-hmm. Hertz, but yeah, it's uh or,
0: you know, you talk about contract expansion. You you want you want me for eight years. You're going to give me 65 million a year. Okay. There there's where the numbers really start to go up because I I feel like players have to look at that Mahomes deal and be like, man, Patrick.
2: Honestly, I think I would rather do the eight 65 than a four. That's a take. I would have to think about it a little bit more, but I'm not going to let. $10 million scare me away because it's still going to look like a deal in a few years. The, the Bengals yeah, right. locked up that long. Yeah, exactly. So oh, all the Bengals would say, yeah, sure. I'm sure they would balk at it. It's not my yeah. money either. Um, right. Yeah. Up next. Let's uh, let's continue the conversation with Bengals offseason season workout. Zach Taylor had plenty of interesting comments about Irv Smith jr. Plus we have some Jonah Williams and Joe Mixon updates ahead. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Major League Baseball is back, and whether it's grand slams, no hitters, double plays, everything is back from an MLB standpoint, and you need to get in on the action right now with America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel, and it's not just baseball. No, no, no. The NBA playoffs in full swing. If you've been listening, you know I'm a big NBA fan. By the time you hear this, a lot of you, you'll know whether or not the Warriors fall to 0-2 against the Kings or even up the series. The Lakers jumped out to a one-zero series lead. You can wager on all of these different playoff matchups at FanDuel. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win with FanDuel. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel.com slash locked on to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL draft. Check out mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: Part of being back in the building for the off season program, starting here just a week and some change before the draft, the week before the draft is that we hear from Zach Taylor. We hear from a bunch of players. I know you've got a bunch of videos up, James, uh, on, on the work you do outside of locked on Bengals with uh, a lot of the players in the locker room. I know you've got some stuff up on all as well that you've written, but let's start with the, the head man, Zach Taylor, addressed the media, addressed a few of the hot topics or didn't really <laughs> address some of the hot topics. What were your big takeaways?
2: Well, the, the fact that I, I asked about the tight end room and he talked about roles and I think part of the reason they re-signed Drew Sample, and we talked about this, it it stabilizes what they have in that tight end room. They feel pretty good about having Irv Smith, Drew Sample, Devin Asiasi as a one through three. Doesn't mean they're not going to take a tight end 28th overall, but I don't think they feel like that that is a gaping void for this season. Long-term roster building, all of those things, of course, they're on one-year deals. Can't look at it that way. But I, I, I do think that they're pretty comfortable with the talent in that room. Like I said, not that they're against adding more. But yeah, I think that they they view Irv Smith as a guy who could do what Hayden Hurst did last year. And that's a good place to be in going into the draft. Because one thing Zach said as he answered my question about tight ends is he said best player and how they want to take the best player to help them win. And when you're drafting 28th overall, well, there's 27 picks ahead of you. Do the math. You never know who's going to be there. I love this strategy because there's a scenario where tight end, regardless of what tight end's there, that is not necessarily the best player available. And I know we've talked a lot about tight end, but I think the Bengals are open to passing on tight end. I also think they're open to taking one. And it's all because they, they were able to address it with Irv Smith Jr. and Drew Sample.
0: Yeah, I think they've done a good job overall of accomplishing one of the goals that we talked about going into the offseason, going into free agency, which is get your team to the point where you don't have a dire need for a starter because you have no one on the roster who can start at this position. And they, they did that with tight end. They've got some guys there that have played in the NFL. We, we talked about that with, Drew Sample coming back with Irv Smith and their health questions there and all that stuff. And that's why you're still open to it, right? You're not taking tight end off the board because of these moves, like you said. But you mentioned the Hayden Hurst role. That's exactly what Zach said, right, is he? we, we envision Irv coming in and playing the role that Hayden Hurst played for us last year. And Hayden Hurst last year played 49 percent of the team's offensive snaps and he missed some games. So that number's a little bit lower. He's probably on the field. Fifty five, 60 percent of the time. When he's healthy but not an every down player and and most players aren't literally every down players but if you compare hayden Hurst to you know the travis kelseys of the world as far as how many snaps are on the field travis kelsey's on the field 80 90 percent of the time when he's healthy it's 90 plus percent of the time when he's when he's fully healthy and in, in his career history so it's a different role than some of the marquee tight ends in the nfl even like a dallas goddard Right is is closer to 70% when he's healthy. He's on the field, 70, 70, 80 percent for the Eagles. So the guys they have in the building now are not those every down marquee featured tight ends, but they're guys that you can live with. And and we talked about this what a couple days ago, yesterday. I I don't even remember when exactly it was. The Bengals survived. It was yesterday. The Bengals survived when they didn't have Hayden Hurst last year and they won. And so it, it makes sense to me that that's where they are. The difference this year to last year is it seems like there's a lot more guys you're comfortable picking in the top two rounds. Last year, we just looked at this before we started recording. Only one tight end picked in the top 55 picks, which was at pick 55, Trey McBride last year. This year, by pick 55, it could be Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington, Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid, Tucker Kraft, and uh, Luke Musker. Luke Musker. could be six. Yeah. could be six. Yeah by 55 so a lot more of a possibility there this year to draft a tight end but like you said if the value isn't there they don't need to go pick brenton strange in the second round or or zach koontz in the second round or or name a guy that feels really early they don't have to do
2: it they don't need to force it and it's happened it's happened billy price they it, it was well, we need a center. We wanted Frank Reg now. Billy Price is there. We think he's going to be pretty good. Dre Kirkpatrick way back. And I like Dre. The Bengals needed a corner and he was the best one available. And I know that's how they looked at it. At least members of that team, that staff looked at it that way. Now, that's years and years ago. But that's not how you set yourself up for success. Right? And they didn't always do it that way. In some years they did, some years they didn't. But when you're drafting this late, it's so unpredictable. And to me, Zach, Zach's, he feels good about that room now. Doesn't mean they can't add. They could very well, Michael Mayer was in town on Monday, uh, and not because he lives near Paycor, because he was actually visiting the Bengals' top 30 visit. They could take Mayer at 28 if he falls, or Dalton Kincaid, or they could go with you know, Sam Laporta in round two if he somehow happens to be there at 60, or Luke Musgrave, or your guy, Craft. Uh, you, you know, you could go with any of these guys. Darnell Washington, I don't think he's really in play for the Bengals. Maybe I'm dead wrong and they take him at 28. But I just – I don't necessarily see it at 28, yeah. and I don't think he's there at 60. You know, so I
0: I would like him to be available. I would like him to be in play for the Bengals. At 28? Sure. I I, I like him a lot. I think that he does oh, change the the team in some ways. We talked about it in the tight end episode. So if you want to hear like the full – discussion about darnell washington that was last friday with joe goodberry and mike santagata at Bengals underscore Sans at joe goodberry on twitter you can go check that episode out we're not going to get into it at at full here but i I wish he was a little bit i i I agree with you i don't think he's necessarily what they're looking for but i kind of wish he was
2: interesting no that's We'll have to talk about that more, and and we it depends we can on who's available.
0: That. It always By the depends way, on who's available, you know. You
2: know who what we can do. We can ask Brian Callahan later this week. Hey, does sure. Darnell Washington fit?
0: It's it's I'm something sure. something we plan to do. Actually, we're we're gonna get into the philosophical conversation around the different types of tight ends and the value of tight end and where you draft a tight end and the acclimatization period in the NFL for tight ends. These are all things that we're we're gonna hopefully have time to to touch on a little bit with Brian.
2: Yeah, I I agree, and I. I, I think that their logic just going back to it it's how you can you stay a winner and you remain consistent like they're trying to do because they've won back-to back years well that's not nearly as long as saying they're a consistent winner it needs to be consistent and i think one way you do it is you don't force it early in the draft oh yeah and and, and they don't they don't have to i mean if they don't take a corner in round one guess what There's no panic if they don't take an offensive tackle. I know some people are going to panic. There's no panic if they don't take uh, a a defensive lineman or a tight end. Like there's not panic. Obviously, no one's panicking over over running back. The point is, is it's probably going to be one of those positions I would imagine. But if it's whatever they don't get, it's not the end of the world because of the way they set up this roster.
0: Right, and that was one of the big goals of the free agency process. Now there are still some questions this team has to answer zach taylor was asked those questions as well and oh mm-hmm. let's let's sneak in a cheeto update as well because cheeto spoke in the locker room again for a guy who has an acl injury cheeto has talked to media more than more than most and i appreciate him for his his candor in those conversations well Talk about that. It's a good update. It's positive news on Cheetos. We'll talk about that as well to finish the show here. In addition to Zach Taylor's other comments coming up next.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: We'll get to Cheeto in just a second, but let's start with Jonah, and then we'll go to Joe and the mix. Uh, the Joe Mixon update. Pretty, pretty simple, real quick. Jonah, one of uh, multiple Bengals players that weren't, in attendance for the Bengals voluntary program that started on Monday. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, among them, Logan Wilson was not seen. I did not see Lel Collins either. Um, I might be missing one or two, but those off the top of my head are the the major ones. Oh, uh, Sam Hubbard. But again, whatever. Like, Trey Hendrickson wasn't there last year for the voluntary either. It's not a big deal. It's not like any of these guys are necessarily upset outside of, well, Jonah Williams, who Mm – is now being moved to right tackle. And so I asked Zach, straight up, I was like, you've said this was going to be a competition. Have you talked to Jonah Williams this offseason? And he said, quote, I'll keep all that stuff private about conversations with my players. So no clue what the dialogue is there between Jonah and Zach.
0: I don't want to read too much into a no comment, but wouldn't you think that if they had a kumbaya moment, mm-hmm. he would have said so.
2: Wouldn't have hurt to, ha- to have that moment.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't you have I'm said just, it? Wouldn't you have been like, yeah, no, we're good. If they yeah, were like, good, what are you hiding?
2: Like, what yeah. are you hiding if, you, if things are good?
0: Right. Maybe I, just
2: hope, I just hope Jonah's working on uh, switching those feet to the other side, my man, because the other part of this, if a team trades for him, they might not put him at left tackle. I don't know why he thinks he can, like, dictate where he's playing if a team – Well, I don't don't think he – I don't think he
0: thinks he can dictate. He asked for a trade, and he's not happy. But he hasn't – like, that was it. We haven't heard from him. Like, he's not – But if he hasn't talked to
2: Zach, he's clearly still mad.
0: Well, he's probably talked to Zach. You think he hasn't talked to Zach? I thought that was, like, I don't want to talk about it.
2: Because it's still – he's still angry?
0: I – I mean, it doesn't sound like it's gone great. If they have talked, <laughs> like that's me reading into a no comment.
2: But I mean, look, if if On decided to to bump me because you guys added Scott Van Pelt, and I know it's not the same. Orlando Brown Jr. isn't, but he's Scott Van Pelt's clearly better than me. Understatement of the year. Orlando Brown Jr. is better than Jonah. Like Scott Van Pelt,
0: I love Scott Van Pelt. That's, oh, that's well, bangers. yeah, we
2: we would lose our jobs if he wanted to. Uh, yeah, locked on Bengals. S- spoiler. Kirk Herbstreit decides he wants to cover the Bengals for. <laughs> oh, oh, there's there's no way I'm I'm going to that side. What, what do you mean? By the way, if Locked On still wanted to pay me the same and just wanted me to, you know, what you dance go, you in the go background. Locked
0: On Steelers
2: dance in the background. Why Kirk Herbstreet wanted to talk? Then I would just dance in the background. I would be a dancer.
0: What if they wanted you to go do Locked On Steelers, James?
2: Well, then we would talk about how you need to trade up for a real quarterback. (laughs) Uh, Lamar Jackson, anyone? Anyways, um, I do have a Joe Mixon update. Yes. Very simple. He was there at the stadium. Obviously, we asked, hey, you want to talk, Joe? And he said, year seven, back at it. Let's get it. And he walked out. All right. So there's your update. But Joe Mixon in the building, year seven, back at it. Let's get it.
0: Isn't that Ben Baby's job? The, the Joe Mixon updates?
2: Yeah. Well, Remember that
0: a couple of years ago?
2: Yeah. Ben was one of the multiple reporters around when, when Joe said that. So. Yeah.
0: Uh, the other notables in the locker room that you might go find videos of uh, where, where James puts his work up on the internet, all Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals talk. Orlando Brown? You have that yep. one?
2: Orlando Brown, Irv Smith Jr., Dax Hill, Zach Taylor. And, and there Cheeto is a Cheeto there is a Cheeto one that Traggs put up. I did not get that one.
0: And Cheeto did also. Yeah, I just wanted to mention Cheeto talking to the media. It sounds like he's optimistic for for the regular season. Maybe not training camp. He didn't want to put a that kind of pressure on himself to get back for for the beginning of camp. But sounds like he's been on track in his recovery. No plateaus. He said no setbacks. Yep. Right leg bigger than his left leg. He said which is unusual apparently in the rehab process. So he's hoping that's a good sign. Sounds like things are going well for Cheeto in his recovery though.
2: Yep. And it's unfair, I think, but I've always expected him to be back week one. And again, I'll say it again, it's unfair, but he's such a special athlete. And just, just seeing him up close and I've gotten to see him up close, especially in camp, you get to see him really go at it. And, uh, and then in the locker room and stuff, I just, I'm like, yeah, that dude's going to figure it out. He's going to be able to work through this. Like you just kind of expect it. I know I shouldn't and who knows if it actually happens And, and like you said, training camp. I think that's tough, but week one, as of today, I would be surprised just because of the, the bar I would hold him to. And I know he holds himself to a much higher bar. I just think he's that talented, that athletic, that whatever you want to say. Where he he heals and is able to to pull it off now, who knows, but these athletes are freaks, and I think he's one of the freakiest ones in that room.
0: you have any uh I agree by the way, before I transition to the last thing I want to hit on real quick um che- Cheeto's got that mentality, he's got the makeup for it, he's got the build for it. You have reason to believe unfairly or not the things that that you expect or or you know kind of thought might happen. Uh the last thing I wanted to hit on really quick. Any any Joe Burrow notes besides that he was there?
2: Yeah. Joe Burrow rocking a a headband, tucked in shirt, socks. Headband. Yeah, like uh I don't I don't about? wanna I don't wanna out the person who said it because I don't want the person to be mad at me that I went public with it, but it was like Jazzer size style, like nineties. <laughs> headband like did you ever see that special that that burrow did in college it was before it was before he he was drafted it was like a nerf yeah like nerf wars thing you saw that like the headband he's wearing Mm -hmm. he's walking around in something like that like it was very similar like similar style so there's your burrow update i didn't ask i was gonna ask him hey let's get a lifted so i can show everyone you know how how it goes mr joe And that did not happen yet I'm going to though Off season there's a chance I should be able to work out With him right Mr. Half a Billy I don't know That's a tough We'll do do a little bench Who do you think Would bench more Me or Joe
0: You got that Short arms
2: advantage So I don't know why You think my arms Are so short They're not Because you're short
0: (laughs) You always You're always out there Supporting the short guys The short prospects The short players Emmanuel
2: Forbes Has great length He's not You know What are we talking about
0: it's He's harder to bench with longer arms. We got we got to do some arm <laughs> measurements, James.
2: Yeah. I, by the way, Joe might bench more than me, but it would be cool to work out with him. So if I ever yeah. get an exclusive with Joe, that that's the the play is lifting.
0: I I mean to be fair, I have no idea what your bench is like. I've never worked out with you, so was there wasn't there a question? It's 75
2: pounds at best. Go ahead
0: to Zach Taylor about about Burrow. That was kind of like, you should go ask Joe. Do you recall?
2: Yeah, Ben asked if he had anything done this offseason or anything, if he was healthy. All right. Which, that's a typical Zach answer. I don't think there's anything hidden there. Yeah, no. I don't either. If you want to ask me about Joe, well, go ask Joe. Right. But Joe's doing great, and he's in the building somewhere. It's pretty much what Zach said.
0: Nobody talked to Joe in the locker room, presumably.
2: I think people said hi, but nothing. No.
0: Well, he's back in the building. That's fun. Probably get some some clips or some photos out there. Heard Jackson Carmen was looking lean. Can you confirm or deny?
2: I saw Jackson Carmen there. I I mean, I think he looked fine. Good. I'm not going to, I'm not doing that for anybody. I mean, it's April.
0: You're not ready to do April body composition analysis? You still got three (laughs)
2: months. You know, like you still have three months to do. Put it like this I'm not ready for my training camp. So if I'm not ready, how are these players going to be ready? It's like the off season. When you take a few weeks off already, they've been training, but they, they should be in the middle of their off season training, not sure. not like finished products. But yeah, I think Jackson Carmen looked fine. There you go.
0: I think that's all our updates, James. What do you think?
2: Jonah Williams doesn't report. Jackson Carmen looked fine. RT of the future. That's next.
0: There's nothing next. Except our next episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. It's not going to be Brian Callion. That's coming later on in the week. But there's plenty of draft content for us to still get into. Dane Brugler just put out a seven-round mock draft. Very interesting mock draft. Some different names than we've mentioned. And Dane, like I said yesterday, very well connected. Talking to these teams has a good pulse on the evaluation side and on the NFL you know, rumor mill side of things where they're at on different players. So
2: love that he took Dijon Robinson 28th overall. I love it. That Let's is go. a name we have talked about and he was not
0: Let's the go. guy, but that might be something we talk about here soon because we love Dane's work. Anyway, until next time, Bengals fans, a lot of great stuff coming your way on this podcast. Thanks for listening who day and have a good one.
1: Hey, prime members.